Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you all so much for joining me today for Lex Chat. This week, we are going to be talking about Roe versus Wade. And if y'all have been paying attention to my Instagram, this is where I will give updates on my uh, topics or even ask for suggestions, then you know that this is going to be a personal Lex chat. So we're not necessarily talking about anything to do with music. This is, I feel like sharing my opinion about a recent event that has historical impact. So if that sounds like a conversation you would be interested in hearing more about, stay tuned. Alrighty, so before we get into the Lex chat, you know, as always, we got to do the Lex check. And I just got to let y'all know what's going on in my life around the city, whatever, whatever. So I have a couple shows coming up in Georgia on Friday, July 29th. I'm supposed to be having a show with Mark Dub and the Randoms, which is the name of his band. However, I'm not sure for real. I'm not really sure about that show. I still have to get some information from him. But for now, I'm supposed to be having a show with Mark Dub and the Randoms in Athens, Georgia on Friday, July 29th. On Saturday, July 30th, I will be walking in the Angels and Demons Lingerie and Swimmer Fashion Show presented by the GQ Phoebes at the Dawn Event Center in Atlanta, Georgia. That's at 3201 Atlanta Industrial Parkway Northwest. This fashion show is going to be from 2 to 5 p.m. Make sure you get your tickets. And I have ticket information on my website. You got to go to www.lexiatl.com, L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com to get the ticket information and the information on the location. Um, and if you are a patron, then I do, I did put up a discount code in Patreon. So that's one perk of being a patron of mine. If you decide to do so, patreon.com slash LexiATL for as little as $5 per month, you can be a patron and you will have access to promo codes and things of that nature. In other news, my latest release, I released a rap song called Motorboat. Motorboat. Feel it from the throat. A motorboat. <laughs> motorboat. Yeah. Motorboat. Made me feel it in my toes. Damn. Motorboat. 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 Love that song. It's so dumb. It's so dumb and it's ratchet. But people in Atlanta love that kind of music. So that's my latest release. It's called Motorboat. I don't have it playing live right now, but if you tune into my uh to these podcasts, this Lex Chat on Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube after it's been released, then Motorboat is playing in the background right now. Motorboat. 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 All right, coming to uh, a performance platform in Atlanta to you very soon. But anyway, yeah, so um, in other news as well, don't forget that I have merchandise for sale on my website at LexiATL.com. That's www.LexiATL.com. I've got wristbands, I've got hats, I've got lighters with a built-in bottle opener. So if you're smoking, if you're drinking, I got all in one in the lighter. Lighter, bottle opener. That's on my website and Lexi posters. So if you want some kind of like memorabilia, some stuff to remember me by, 
then highly recommend you go to my website and check out those things. Those prices range anywhere from $2 up to $15. And then on everything except for the wristband, although I do have to, I think, edit my shipping options, shipping is gonna be a flat rate of $8.70. So just keep that in mind. Um, let me know though, anybody who's watching on the chat, Sound Slinger Studio on YouTube says, what's up little lady, what's up? Ethan Da Silva, what's up? Thank y'all for joining in on YouTube Live. Let me know if y'all think I should have that flat rate shipping or should I just put the shipping into the price on the website? Now, if I change this for y'all, y'all also have to actually go buy it, please. So if you are not able to see me in person at shows, then you can go to my website and I will send you these things. So no excuses, no excuses, no excuses. Um, the only difference though is if you do not catch me at a live show, I'll still sign the poster when I send it to you. But if you didn't come to a live show, then I, I don't put a personal message on there. I'm still deciding if I want to or not, or I might make it a little extra through the website if, uh, if you want me to put a personalized message on there. But that is the benefit of catching me live in person when I have my merchandise on me, you know. You get a little personalized message. So Sound Slinger Studio says you should make a calendar. I would love to hang it in my studio. Ooh, a calendar, you say? I would love that. Okay. Uh, you know what? I can do that. I can prepare something for 2023. I had to think about what year we're in. I'm already, ooh, my mind when it comes to dates is just not, it's not great. It's not great memory. But um, yeah, that's a really great idea. And you're actually not the first person to ask me to do that. I just haven't put it into play yet. So yeah, yeah, Um, I like that, I like that. I'm gonna add that to my list of things to do and things to prepare for. And um, I guess I should make it studio theme or just be something, a pretty lady on the wall, hanging on the wall. That'll be dope. I like that. I like that idea. Thank you for that, Sound Slinger Studio. Um, all right. So what else we got on this docket for my Lex check? Oh, recently I was featured in a couple publications, online magazines. One of them is Oh Dear Magazine, which is ohdearmag.com, O-H-D-E-A-R-M-A-G, ohdearmag.com. You got to go to the May 2020 tab. I have a featured article in there where they ask me some questions. Who's Lexi? What is she about? What's her music about? How does she want to inspire people? Stuff like that. And the same general concept. Um, I'm also featured in an online magazine, Voyage Savannah. So I actually was featured in Voyage Atlanta, maybe like four or five years ago, something like that. Not long, not long after I graduated from school. But I was featured in Voyage Atlanta. So I did a show with Game Changers Radio a month ago in Savannah, Georgia. And they picked up a story about Kiana, Kiana Shantae, which I did the uh, What They Want song with her. Me and her got on that together. And she recommended me for this Voyage Savannah. So they reached out. And what's funny about that is I'm actually... <laughs> I, I have more ties to Savannah than she does actually like I don't I don't think people realize I moved from Savannah well basically Savannah to Atlanta and I actually graduated 15 minutes outside of Savannah so I thought it was kind of cool how that just came full circle 
but yeah. Oh, you can find that publication, the Voyage Savannah article, at voyagesavannah.com. That's V-O-Y-V-O-Y-A-G-E, voyagesavannah.com, slash interview, slash check out Lexi's story. And um, I will put that probably in the show notes. For those of you who are watching live, you will just have to search that on your own or wait till this episode drops publicly. If you are a patron, then as soon as I'm done editing and uploading this, you will see that as soon as I do all of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that is everything that's going on with me. Um, I had a show last weekend or this past weekend, July 2nd, with Game Changers Radio, and it was the Indie Ladies of R&B that was in Albany, Georgia. And it went pretty well, if I do say so myself. Um, I'm going to be real with you. It was not as big of a crowd as I thought it would be. It was not as big of a crowd as I thought it would be. Um, but I, I expected a small crowd. But honestly, I did not expect the crowd to be that small. <laughs> but I'm thankful I still went out and gave it my all. I still went out and put on a good show. I was told that I had up to 15 minutes and I was the only indie lady of R&B who took full advantage of the 15 minutes. At first I was feeling some type of way, but then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? This just helps me to stand out a little bit more. So I'm not even really tripping. And then I'm finally getting really good at, I've, I, I do freak out when I see other people performing and oh my God, they're doing so good. And ugh, why did not I think to do that? I, I do still have those thoughts, but now when I get up on stage, I have this attitude of like, F it. They did great, but all right, now you got to put on a good show too. So I'm really proud of myself because I'm pushing myself to do at least one live performance a month so I can get better with my stage presence, stage performance, interacting with the audience and just helping myself to break out of my shell and to get over whatever little anxieties I struggle with. Um, if you're going to stay tuned in for the sexy Lexi OnlyFans chat, then I'm going to tell you about my experience becoming a dancer again. And, you know, it's the same goal. I just want to find different ways to help myself break out of this shell that I think I have. Because y'all, I'm I'm actually very introverted and people don't believe me when I tell them that I'm introverted, but I am actually introverted and um, I'm only extroverted when I get up on stage or I'm only extroverted when I go out to these live events and I know that I have to talk to people or I know that attention is supposed to be on me. That's when I'm extroverted. But otherwise, I'm like a little hermit crab. I don't unless I know the attention is going to be there, unless I know I got to sh- put on a show, I'm shy. I am introverted. And I like intimate settings, not people all up in my face for the most part. So that's just something y'all should know about me. But, you know, even though it was a small crowd and he put us on, like the show, the doors opened at 10. The show didn't freaking start till like 11 midnight. The ladies who were the main attraction, we didn't go on till like one in the morning by then the crowd thinned out the crowd that was there so that was a little frustrating and then I'm mad at myself because I need to just get in the habit of no matter what is happening no matter how big or small the crowd is have somebody record my entire performance because uh, 
I should have just had I should have just had what's the name Thais um, record my entire performance whether the crowd was big or not because it's not about the crowd it's for me it is about the crowd but it's not about the crowd I want to make sure that I'm putting on a good show yes but and I want the content so I can later show it off or whatever but it's really like if I was a basketball player or a football player and I have film of me playing on the field I want that footage so I can critique myself and so in my head I'm thinking you know what could I improve on what could I do more of what could I focus more on what am I already good at so the purpose of and I need to keep this straight in my head the purpose of me getting someone to film my performance yes the audience is going to eventually benefit because I am going to be improving on my stage performance but it's really about me feeling like I want to do better and then the indirect benefit goes to the audience of getting a better show so that's just something I need to keep in check keep in mind for myself like you know always if you can get somebody to record it get the damn thing recorded like stop acting shy stop acting like just because it's not the audience that you want that you can't still relish the moment that you can't still learn something from it and I find that I'm always trying to keep an optimistic mindset so hopefully from what I just said that helps y'all as well now I said I was going to be doing like a recent events in music type of segment it started out nice I, it was a nice thought but um the only thing I really got like in music news from this past week is that songwriters are now going to be earning a 15.1% streaming royalty. That was just decided last week. So um, I didn't do the research that I was supposed to for this. I'm sorry, but just wanted to let you know that songwriters have a win and we're finally getting paid a more decent rate, a more deserving rate, a more livable rate. You know, all these companies, they get our music streamed and they pay their subscribers very small. They um they charge their subscribers a relatively small fee, right? But they're getting millions of subscribers and making millions and billions of dollars and paying artists and songwriters percentage of a penny per stream. So unless you're a major artist, you're not making make you're not making bank from streams. But you know this is good news for songwriters. Because you're now going to get a 15.1% streaming royalty rate. Now I have to do more research on what that means. So I guess how y'all can keep me in check. Um, come back next Lex Chat. <laughs> and I will report on what this means for songwriters and artists. And credits and uh, distribution rates. As far as like royalty distribution. I'll let y'all know what that means. But let's get into the topic of lex chat today which is roe v wade we're getting personal and you know i'm sharing my story about what i went through my experience with abortion so this is going to be a very personal lex chat we will get into the chat right after this Tell them that you say 
Alrighty, so let's get into this Lex chat. This is actually a topic that I had kind of planned on not taking to the grave with me, but I did not plan on talking about this experience publicly just because, I don't know, it's not something I feel like, of course it doesn't need to be necessarily, uh, you know, made public, but I just felt like I wanted to share it because in recent events, the current Supreme Court elected to overturn the original ruling of Roe v. Wade. And I did do a little bit of research on this. So Roe v. Wade, its original ruling was January 22nd, 1973. It was a landmark decision of the United States Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States generally protects the liberty, the liberty to choose to have an abortion. So the new ruling, which was just made like official a couple weeks ago, and apparently the decision was made public, like a rough draft or something like that was made public back in May. I don't know much about that, but that's what happened allegedly, reportedly. I don't know who reported it though. But the new ruling states that basically it gives the states the discretion of whether or not to allow the right to abortion. And it places in the state's hands, it places, uh, the states get to decide the guidelines dictating those rights surrounding abortion. So... Technically, from what I understand, technically, abortion has not been made illegal. It just depends on the state that you live in. So like if you live in a state that's extremely conservative or what would be considered in the Bible Belt, which is typically the more southern states, those states are probably more likely because they're more religion they're more influenced by religion and they're more likely to succumb to like christian beliefs and christianity if you live in the bible belt those states are more likely to make abortion illegal or they will make it legal only up to 15 weeks after pregnancy so 4 8 12 so basically after three months of pregnancy, you cannot get an abortion because at that point, the baby is like, you can tell it's a human forming in the body. Now, uh story time. All right. We're going to get into story time. And then I'm going to tell you what I feel about all of this and why, like how my story just basically ties into this. So I'm, I'm pissed off about it, obviously, because I'm a woman And I have my own thoughts on why I'm pissed off about this. So let's get into the story time, though. (sighs) Gosh, y'all, I have come a long way in life and in maturity. So there's this guy I was dating in 2020. He came from another state, but he came in with an artist of his who... He was the videographer for this artist and they came to record at the studio that I was working out of. And he was cute. He was tall. He was athletic. 
he looked the way I liked and his body was fit enough the way that I like it. And he was just very attractive to me. And we would flirt back and forth at the studio. Yeah, he's a smooth criminal, real smooth. And this whole situation, it was only supposed to be a fling because at that point, I was dating someone, I think my last serious relationship that I would claim as kind of a serious relationship, even though that was mad toxic, that was like back in 2017. And I did not date for 2017, 2018, 2017, I guess. Yeah, because we came out of 2016. That was a toxic ass year for me. Oh, let me try to keep this clean because I don't want to get demonetized or I want people to put a lot of ads, good, wholesome ads <laughs> into my uh, into my podcast. So, yeah, that was that was a toxic year for me. 2016 was not fun. So, yeah, 2017 going into 2018, I was dating this guy. That was like my last serious relationship. It was on and off for a year and a half, really toxic. It ended in a TPO. No, it didn't. I'm lying. I got a TPO and then like two months later, we got back together somehow. We were both crazy. Um, Crazy in love, you might say. (laughs) But I then dated someone in 2019. Very nice guy. I met him on an online dating app, OkCupid. He was everything he proclaimed to be. We were doing weekend trips and all these different things, but he ended up ghosting me. And so I was extremely hurt by that. And I chose not to date for a long time. And then here comes Mr. Cameraman. I almost used his his name for real. Here comes Mr. Cameraman. And he's cute. And, you know, it was only supposed to be a fling. I was not looking for anything serious because I was still very much had my feelings hurt but was looking for a way to get over it and i just want to tell y'all right now i hate i hate when people say oh the best way to get over someone is to get under someone new that's such a toxic mindset to have that's such a toxic thing to tell people i don't believe in it um especially after this whole situation so yeah met him at the studio he was a cameraman for the artist that came into the studio and um yeah it was it was only supposed to be a fling and god we only dated for like i I lose the term date very loosely because we only went no we never went on dates he invited me out to do stuff like where he was recording and it would be like out at the club or out at parties or something like that and we would go out to eat but like dating for real and he would pay for my nails and he would pay for me to go shopping it was very a very much welcomed like change compared to the kind of guys I was dealing with with the exception of the guy who I dated from the from OkCupid guys were not doing things for me they weren't taking me on dates they weren't you know paying for me to go shopping getting my nails done blah 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 despite how much I poured into them but this guy he reeled me in with that So long story short, because I don't want to be too long winded and I want y'all to ask any questions that y'all have. Those of you who are viewing live, please feel free to ask questions. But um, yeah, this was only supposed to be a fling and he was definitely not the kind of guy that I was going to take seriously in a relationship. But then things just kept happening. So like the reason why I say I wasn't going to take him serious is because he already had a baby 
And I'm not too keen on dating guys who already have children because I do not have children yet. Maybe if I haven't found anybody by 30, maybe I'll change my stance on that. But you'd be surprised how rare it is to not have kids at my age. Um, that's going to play into my beliefs and how I feel about the Roe v. Wade situation. Um, I'll talk about that later. But he already had a baby and he was not taking care of that child. And he had some girl who he was dating she reached out to me on Instagram and was basically like trying to out him. Um, and you know, just tell me all these kind of things like he did this, this, and this to me and don't expect him to treat you any better because this is how he's known to treat women and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, those were red flags, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm not taking this dude seriously anyway. So whatever. And I really wasn't taking him serious, but He's very charming and he managed, and I'm a nice person too. I love to help people and I love to be of service to people. This is where he got me. Um, he, I didn't realize was homeless. He didn't really have a plan on how he was going to make it out here in Atlanta. And, but he was extremely talented with the camera work, extremely talented. Even the camera that I'm recording on right now, um, which I wish the lighting was better he did like an amazing promo video for a barber and he's just really really freaking talented he's just not not a focused guy so we were doing our thing three months whatever he's kind of wild he's kind of toxic he ends up living with me because the artist he came down here with decided to move back to their hometown he didn't want to move back to his hometown somehow he finagled his way into my house and pretty much as soon as I started telling him, like, I, I gave him two weeks and I was like, all right, you need to start paying rent basically after these two weeks, because I don't want to do to this roommate what my ex roommate did to me. She moved in her boyfriend without talking to me and without giving me any kind of plan about how bills were going to be split up with this extra grown ass man in the house. I did not want to do that to my roommate. So I told him you need to, you know start contributing on the bills and um yeah so from there he started acting different also around that time he started working in a club with strippers he worked as a sweeper and he was just basically like you know getting taken in by the women at, at the clubs and so we would mess around at the time I was not on birth control I'm still not on birth control just because it doesn't do my body any good to be on birth control. Um, it threw my periods off. Um, looking back at pictures, I did gain weight on birth control. I used the shot Depo-Provera, which gave me crazy cycles, crazy, 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 lasting way too long. And then I would go months without having a cycle. So got off of that. I did used to take pills, but I'm not good with taking pills every single day. Not for birth control. I do a, a multivitamin, but yeah, I just didn't, I don't like the idea of having to take pills every single day. So I wasn't on birth control. I'm still not. And you know, it was doing our thing. It was getting it in some amazing times. I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that one. <sighs> but anyway, so we did have a couple accidents, but when we did have accidents, I would take plan B pill and whatever, whatever. So this was like, 
Y'all gonna think I'm a little ratchet, but this is like the third time that we had an accident. Accident. If you're listening, I'm doing the air quotes on accident. It was the third time. So I went to go take another plan B, but I guess it didn't work that time. Or maybe, maybe I didn't, I don't know. I, I took it within three days, which you're supposed to take it within three days, which is what I did. But I guess it just didn't work this time. Maybe my body was over it or damn, what if that child was meant to be? I don't know. I don't know. But I ended up getting pregnant. And the reason why I knew I was pregnant is because my period is very regular. So I can time when it's supposed to start, like within a day or two when it's supposed to start. And I missed my period. It was late by a week. But I just chalked it up to, oh, maybe it's just me being stressed out. Um, But when I missed a second week and then I had like morning sickness one day, that's when I started to become suspicious. Like, "Mm, maybe, I hope not, but maybe I could be pregnant. Hold on. If y'all are listening live, I just have to do something with my camera real quick. Yeah. So... I went to the store, got me a pregnancy test. The one that clearly stated pregnant or not pregnant because I don't have time to play with symbols. I don't have time to guess, oh, is this symbol finished coloring in or not? No, just tell me the words. Just tell me the words. So I went, take a pregnancy test, comes back, you are pregnant. Damn. At the time, you know, he's still living with me, but he's out. It's like his friend's birthday or something. He's out at the club. So I text him and I say, hey, I need you to come home right now. Like it's an emergency. He basically blew me off, was like, nah, can it wait? Is everything okay? Well, I don't think I said it was an emergency, but he, he was basically like, um, I'm out with so-and-so right now. I'll be back later though. And then I was like, hey, I really need you to come back. I got to talk to you about something. He wasn't really trying to come home so I sent him a picture of the positive result and his reaction was basically like I don't know why you doing this like I don't know like you think that's supposed to bring me back home basically like uh, why why did you decide to send me this what up Greg Keys he's like why did you decide to send me this like what am I supposed to do with this information basically and he never came home that night and you know I'm just like Okay, he never came home that night. And then I look not on his Instagram, but the person he was hanging out with, I know that person's Instagram. I checked their Instagram stories. They were out partying with some other chicks. Turned out to be a chick that he worked with at the club. And in my mind, I'm like, pretty much, okay, I know how this goes. You've been acting weird. You've been acting weird towards me even before I shared this news with you. And now you didn't come home when I tell you this and you're not answering my phone calls. I'm asking around for your friends like, hey, do you know where he is? Because I can't find you. And keep in mind, I did a lot for this dude that I did not have to do that I probably should not have done. But I did do a lot for this guy. And um, like, you know, he's living with me. I helped him move from Airbnb to Airbnb, like, you know. Sometimes I would help, uh, I would drive them to different gigs or whatever. Um, I helped him register his car 
with the state because he didn't have a state driver's license. Um, and yeah, just just doing a lot, cooking, playing house for a little bit. Felt bad for him because he didn't have nowhere to go and he wasn't really making the money. So that's how he ended up staying with me. Because if you are mine, I'm not going to let you struggle. I'm not going to let you, you know, if you are someone, if you're my family, if you're my friend, if you're somebody I care about, somebody I'm intimate with and I love you and I care about you, I'm not going to let you go down bad. I'm going to do what I can within my power to help you. So that's how he ended up staying with me. But yeah, he decided not to come home. And after like a day of nothing, no responses, he wasn't coming home. I decided, okay, I already know how this plays out because I know the type of guy he is. So I decide, all right, let me pack up everything. I pack up all his clothes and whatever money he left at the house because I I want this, this dude to know I don't want ish from you, my guy. I pack up everything. I throw it in a suitcase and... I drive to his job. He worked at a strip club. He worked at Blue Flame. I drive to his job. I go to the security guard. I'm like, hey, so-and-so work here? He's like, yeah. Can you give this to him? It was all of his shit. It was a box. It was a suitcase. All of his... Ooh, I'm supposed to be keeping it clean. All of his stuff fit into a little box and a duffel bag. Cool. He ain't got... He... <laughs> that's what got his attention he finally like hit me back and was like yo why'd you do that you know that's embarrassing as hell you come into my job dropping off my clothes and like well it's embarrassing that I can't reach you when I tell you I'm pregnant and you out with your friends all night and then I check your Instagram and y'all been partying with a couple of b words that's what I want to say but we're gonna try to keep this pg okay so yeah to the left to the left exactly great keys everything you own in that bag in that little box to the left in word um yeah and so like a couple days after that I decide all right even before that I knew this was never a guy that I wanted to be in a relationship with this was never a guy that I could take seriously um I knew that this would not be someone that I would want to start a family with so I, a couple of days after that incident, you know, crying, feeling bad, feeling sorry for myself, whatever. I call up an abortion clinic, um, planned parenthood and, you know, get information about, Hey, how do I do this? Search on Google, all that stuff. How do I do this? And, uh, because I was, it wasn't that far. I wasn't that far along. I was maybe like a month along. Mm, they, okay. They estimated like three to six weeks. Yeah. So maybe like a month along, um, very easy process. I'm extremely grateful for how it goes. They, um, ask you, you know, it's $500 for the pill because I wasn't that far gone. I didn't have to do the little vacuum thing, which I feel like would be much more traumatizing. (laughs) Um, but there's a pill that you can take when you are a certain amount of weeks. And I guess, that's that's what the option is that they gave me so it was five hundred dollars i told them i needed help got that reduced down to like two hundred dollars so i paid two hundred out of pocket go to the doctor's office she asked me do you want to hear the heartbeat i said yes because i'm a sucker for pain apparently but i i I think i just wanted to confirm some things you know 
So I said yes to hearing the heartbeat and got picture of the ultrasound and everything. Heard the heartbeat, started to tear up a little bit because I don't, I don't want to, like, I want kids, you know, I want kids. I want kids, but I refuse to bring my kids into a household that brings them at a disadvantaged start in this world. So that's why I am pro-abortion, pro-abortion and pro-choice. I refuse to bring kids into this world. And like, I love my future kids so much. I'm not going to bring them into the world with just anybody. I need to bring them into the world with someone who has the same beliefs as me, the same values as me, someone who is in this the way that I am in this. So that's why I decided to get this abortion. This was not the kind of man that I could see myself with long term. He's not someone that I took seriously. So that's why I decided to go through with it. So I hear the heartbeat. She doesn't even let me hear it for that long because I I wanted to hear it for a decent amount of time, but she doesn't let me hear it for very long. It wasn't going to change my decision on what to do. But um, yeah, she she let it play for maybe like 10 seconds and then she took the thing off and couldn't hear the heartbeat no more. So did that, confirmed that I was pregnant, took a little picture of the ultrasound, which I do still have. And after that, the doctor comes in, asks a few questions, and then they give me the prescription for the pill. They give me three things, I say. One of them is an actual abortion pill. And what it does is it encourages a period to come so that the fertilized egg will detach from the uterine lining so that I wouldn't, um, you know, it detaches from the uterine lining so that the baby will not develop and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it encourages a period. That's what happens with the pill. So they gave me that and then they gave me medicine for headaches and then there was another medicine to help with cramping. Um, oh, when I tell y'all that was the worst pain I have felt. When it comes to that kind of pain, that is the worst. Pain. Like it came to a point that's kind of graphic. <laughs> it gets, it got to the point where, you know, I took the medication. I took it like the night before. And then the next day they tell you not to do anything for a couple of days. No, no, no. I took the pill at the doctor's office. That's right. And then I had to pick up the prescriptions for the cramping and the headaches. Well, pain meds, basically. Um, because the next day is when it was anticipated that, you know, you would actually pass the baby. And the actual, I could feel the baby passing out of my body. I could, it was the worst pain and it was the worst pain in the world. And I felt things that have been worse than that, but because of the context of everything, that was the worst pain I've ever passed in my life. So yeah, uh, Greg Key said, this is why if you don't have fallopian tubes, you kind of need to pipe down on Roe v. Wade. That should remain a woman's right forever. And I agree with you. Larry Nolan says, I commend you on talking about it. Very touchy. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this, this was back in 2020. Oh, and not not to make things worse, but what I thought was kind of funny, like you see in movies that there are people protesting outside of abortion clinics. But um, 
my appointment just so happened to be on election day. It was Tuesday. I want to say it was November 6th, but yeah, it was Tuesday in November, election Tuesday. Trump was in office (laughs) and there were definitely protesters outside the clinic. They were not directly in front. They were like across the street looking at it, but they had the signs and all of that. That that was never going to change my mind either because I very much knew what I was doing. But yeah, uh, that's just an added layer to the story. And my best friend at the time, she took me to the appointment and took me home, got me something to eat. She was really great during the time. So yeah, um, let me see, where am I in the story? So yeah, I, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in the world. I actually did feel the baby passing out of my body. It was like having a very intense period, but yeah, that is, that is my story with abortion. And I did get a little emotional about it because like I said, I do want kids, but I'm also smart enough and I love my future kids enough that I am not going to bring you into this world and not give you a fighting chance. And there are so many people in comment sections that I see talking about this decision where, and I I respect their opinions or whatever, but I respectfully disagree with them. Like, you know, um, how many doctors are you aborting? These babies could have, they could have cured cancer or they could have found the cure for COVID or whatever. And I'm just like, shut up, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Greg Key said that story breaks my heart. And you know. It used to break my heart. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, shut up to those people. I did have an emotional moment where I was like, you know, I I did want a baby and I even kind of like apologized. I said a little prayer after, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't bring you into this world. Um, I'm sorry that I wasn't responsible enough to get pregnant in a situation that would allow me to bring a child into the world. So that got really emotional, told my mom because I went home to visit family um, in North Carolina shortly after because my mind was, I was in a very messed up place and yeah, I was in a very messed up place and I told my mom and you know, we had a whole moment about that. But so to, that's the story, my story with abortion, my experience with it. I don't want to get emotional about it because when I think about it from that perspective, It's a very hard decision. Abortion is not necessarily what a woman wants to do. And of course, I'm speaking from my perspective. It's not necessarily what I wanted to do, but it was the best decision for my situation. I'm single. Yes, I'm living in a house. Like I'm sure I'm taking care of myself. I have a job. I have a car, but I don't make the amount of money for myself to be comfortable. I don't make enough money for me to feel um, like I'm taking the best care of myself. With that in mind, why would I want to then add an added financial stress of a baby and then add to that the fact that the father of this child I know is not going to be an active father in my child's life because he already has a child who he's not taking care of and especially based on the way that he handled the news of me being pregnant. This is just not a good person to, to want to procreate with. Um, and like I said, 
when I do bring kids into the world, God willing, I'll be able to, it's going to be with a worthy man. It's going to be with a man who has the same values of me as me. He has the same stubborn consistency and tenacity as me when it comes to solving problems and facing challenges because marriage in itself is a challenge. Add a baby to the mix and that is way more stress on a marriage. I need somebody who understands that it's going to be tough, that it's going to be hard. There are just too many men these days. And then there's so many layers to this. Um, Let me make sure I'm getting into the points that I actually wrote out, but I'm not bringing my child into the world with a deadbeat ass man. I'm not bringing my child into the world with a father who would even consider leaving, who would, who would be weak enough to not step out, step up and handle his responsibilities as a man. And here's something else that I need y'all to understand too. I'm gonna get into my beliefs. It is truly, I'm not pointing the blame. I'm not pointing the finger, but it is truly, it starts with the man. Y'all plant the seed. Now it becomes the woman's fault if she decides to keep the child, but truly guys, if y'all do not want a child pull out, don't even risk coming inside of a woman that you don't want to have a family with, that you're not married to, that y'all haven't had certain conversations with each other. Don't even plant the seed inside of her. I need y'all. I need men to understand this. Don't even plant the seed inside of her. Now, if it happens, whatever, whatever, the woman is like the soil. She can choose to make the conditions, you know, favorable for a child to grow. So at that point, yes, that would be where the woman's fault is, but it literally starts with the man. Y'all literally have the seed. I can do nothing without a seed. You dictate whether or not you plant a seed. So I need men to understand that. And I need fathers to start teaching their sons that pregnancy starts with you. You plant the seed. I need y'all to understand that and teach your sons, teach daughters that as well. The amount of ignorant ass men, forget about trying to keep this clean. I'm a curse because I need to fuck keeping this shit clean. The amount of ignorant ass men who say dumb shit like, oh, it's the woman's fault. It's both people's fault. Yeah, but do you not understand that inception starts with you, the man, because you have the sperm. Nothing can happen with my egg unless something is put into the egg. So there's like all this blame put on a woman and women have way more to lose and way more to deal with when we get pregnant versus a man. Even in the animal kingdom, like men are able to leave and go about freely or whatever. So let me, let me get into some of, some of my points. Great key says marriage is hard by itself. Add to that. I have six kids with one wife. Boy, y'all been busy, huh? But, (laughs) but no, that's beautiful to me with one woman. One. Do you know how hard it is to find black men who even believe in marriage to begin with? Do you know how hard it is to find black men who even believe in marriage to begin with? And there are all these ignorant ass statements and people like, you know, this, this, I'm going to kind of jump around. 
there's a bunch of different conversations that I listen to and I read comments about things. Uh, what's up, Roski, the DJ? What's up? There are so many like things that I kind of I like when I hear about Nick Cannon, for instance, or I hear about Future. These are men who have multiple children with multiple women across multiple states and multiple communities. They're geographically geographically it's impossible to spend time with these kids. These ignorant ass niggas will say dumb shit like, oh, I want my legacy to live on. Dummy. Legacy is more than just having a child. It's more than just spreading your seed. If you are not involved, like directly involved in the upbringing of your children, in the teaching of the morals and the characteristics that you want to move on, and who's going to teach the child like the trade of the family, like stuff like this matters. Legacy is more than just having a baby and having the money to throw at the child. You can't just have a baby and expect that money is going to fix everything. So the mindset of people these days is so fucked up and I'm really irritated, especially with black men in my community. And then you add to it that 80% of black children are born out of wedlock and they're in a home with a single mother. So where's the father? I don't know. Even if he is involved in like, why do we have an 80% rate of kids being born out of wedlock and into a single parent home? And majority of that percentage, it's single parent, a single mother who's taking care of the child. So how do I feel about this decision with Roe v. Wade? It's dumb as hell. I wish it would have stayed a federal decision. But the Supreme Court, they have uh, made it so that they leave it up to the states. So it's going to depend what kind of state you live in, red or blue, you know, Republican or Democrat, if you're in the Bible Belt. But I, I wholeheartedly disagree with it because if I was not able, I'm not even going to, I don't even want to put my personal story in it no more. The way that I think about it is, There's going to be an increase in kids being born who were not wanted by the people who birthed the children. Um, People who are having babies too young, which is like teen pregnancy, you know, or just people who are not adequately being able adequately being able to take care of themselves. Once you have a baby, you are lowering your your income threshold because now your money is being put into something else so you're you're effectively putting yourself into poverty okay you are effectively putting yourself into poverty you're not able to take care of yourself and you're going to bring in another mouth to feed you're going to bring in a child (laughs) so you're effectively bringing yourself into poverty if you are a young black man let's say that you are a responsible young black man but you have multiple kids with multiple women you are diminishing your chances of generating wealth because any any funds that you had to put towards your future now you have to spread it amongst however many children however many women however many households because you just haven't mastered sexual discipline so add you know the amount of unwanted children that are going to be born and then the amount of people who are going to be thrown into poverty because they can't afford to take care of these kids. You have unwanted kids and then you have kids who are not being provided for properly. In the long run, that's going to cause more crime 
that's going to cause an increased rate of crime because kids are being abused, kids are being neglected. Um, when kids are left to fend for themselves, they are turning to streets, they're turning to gangs, they're turning to violence because they're looking for a way to survive because they were not given a proper start in life. And that is the indirect effect of what not having access to safe abortion is going to do. You're going to have a lot more cases of babies being tossed in trash cans, tossed in rivers, left on doorsteps, left at firehouses. I don't know. Whatever is the cliche ass story that we hear about in, um, in movies, there's going to be a lot more cases. There's even a YouTube channel that I listen to on, um, YouTube where she, she predicted that there's going to be an increased rate of murder because men who are getting women pregnant that they don't want to have kids with the woman deciding that she wants to keep the baby that could enrage a lot of men and cause him to flip out on the woman and kill her and the child or kill her before the child is born. So she predicted that we're going to see increased rates of homicide based on this, this decision for Roe v. Wade. And it's just, it's just really sad. So like I said, a lot of black men already don't believe in marriage and the black men that I'm usually around out here in Atlanta, they don't even believe in having loyalty to one woman. So I just, I hate this decision because it's limiting a woman's right to make a decision for herself. And the man will have no, I mean, I heard some states and and like I said, I got to do more research, but I heard some states are going to get tougher on child um what they call it the money that you give child support i heard they're gonna have like more strict rules and laws on child support but young women's lives are ruined i mean yes we should all be practicing sexual discipline but um if i had to have a child based off of and what if this was my only mistake it does only take one time to get pregnant one right perfect time to get pregnant but what if I now have to live with an a lifetime decision because of one mistake that I made it's just not fair and like I said the poverty the poverty rate (laughs) the crime rate not just of men killing women because she's deciding to keep the baby but poverty because People who can't take care of themselves are having kids that they can't take care of. And then those kids are abused. They're neglected. They're not properly cared for. They're not getting the attention at home that they need to develop into into functioning and quality members of society. How do y'all think that's going to affect the community? You know, so I, I think this ruling is very dumb. I don't like it. It's stupid. Um... And I just know that I'm thankful that I was able to get an abortion because yes, I'm the type of person that would step up to provide for my child, but I don't want that stress in my life. I'll be very honest. I do not want that stress in my life. Roski the DJ says, I don't have kids yet because of this topic. <laughs> OI Music says, why every time I'm about to text you, you're going live? <laughs> I live on live. I live on live. But um, but yeah, I 
honestly, kids are stressful as hell. And add that stress factor. I, I'll be damned if I raise a child by myself. That's what I have come to the conclusion. I'll be damned if I am expected to raise a baby by myself. Um, I, I need a husband. I need a man. I want my kids to have the example of what a healthy functioning relationship looks like. I want to instill values into my children so that they can take those values and look for their own quality partner. I'm not doing this alone. And had I not had access to abortion, I would have had to do this alone and I would I would be bitter and I would be stressed out. My quality of life would be diminished. Yes, all of that happens from having a baby before you are ready and before you I would have to I would have to leave Atlanta because I have no family in Atlanta. I would have to stop music because this shit ain't making money for me right now. How am I supposed to do that with a child? You know what I'm saying? So, so many things, so many issues and stresses and unnecessarily and unnecessary heartaches I've avoided because I had the option of getting an abortion. So where do I stand? I am pro-choice and more harshly, I am pro-abortion. Because accidents happen and a lot of niggas out here, they, they like going raw and they don't care who they shoot up in. They don't care who they shoot up inside. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that <laughs> in my Forrest Gump voice. That's all I got to say about that. Um, let me know what y'all think about this topic and uh, what you think about me sharing my story with abortion in light of the recent Roe v. Wade decision. Hold on, got to do a camera change. What do you feel about the the new ruling for Roe v. Wade? Um, like I said, I don't like that it has been left up to the states. I feel like it should have stayed a federal decision with the original ruling. That ruling was from 1973, by the way. So 50 years later, we're going backwards. <laughs> 50 years later, we're going backwards. Um, but yeah, that those are my thoughts on it. Let me know what y'all think in the comment section. If you are watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below and let me know what you think about this topic. Um, yeah, let me remind y'all because we're at the end of the show. Let me remind y'all I have upcoming shows in Georgia this month. Oh, OI Music said you shouldn't have to raise a child by yourself. And I'll be damned if I raise a child by myself. I... The way I think, the way I think about it, I don't know my future kids, but I know that I want the best possible future for my future kids. And I know that I want them to do better in life than I am doing in life. And I want them to do better in life at an earlier age in life than I did. That's the whole point. If I am bringing kids into the world when I am not at my best and I'm, you know, I'm consistently working towards my best but why would I not want to bring my kids into the best possible the best case scenario you know so it I'm having a tough ass time finding men who value marriage finding men who value staying loyal to one partner finding men who understand that legacy is more than just having a baby and throwing money at it 
They understand that legacy is passing down certain values and teachings and pride from the family history. It's be very hard pressed. And maybe it's because I'm in Atlanta. I don't know, but very hard pressed to find someone who has the same values as me. So yes, I'm 28 right now. I don't have any kids and I will not be having a child by myself. That's just that on that. I will not be having a child by myself. Fuck that. That's how I feel about that. OI Music says, education, morals, love. Yeah, I'll be damned if I bring a child into this world by myself. So yeah, until I find someone who is worthy and we become a great team and we become a great, you know, force to be reckoned with together, then we can bring a child into love and we can, because here's another layer of the conversation. Black men are not raising women that they would be that they would deem as desirable that's another layer to it 80 <laughs> percent of our kids are born out of wedlock into single parent households and the single parent is majority of the time a woman so as it pertains to my own community not having access to abortion could mean that the black community becomes synonymous synonymous with baby mama culture abusive relationships single motherhood being baby mama, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> basically being sister wives, being forced into a sister wife situation because this man decides to have children all over the country. But I'm gonna get off it. I'm gonna get off it because I'm running out of space on my still camera. We can continue the conversation into a bonus episode for Patreon. But remember at uh, Friday, July 29th, I will be having a show with Mark Dub and the Randoms in Athens, Georgia. More information on that show to come. On Saturday, July 30th, I will be walking in the Angels and Demons lingerie and swimwear fashion show presented by the GQ Phoebes at the Dawn Event Center at 3201 Atlanta Industrial Parkway Northwest. That event is from 2 to 5 in Atlanta, Georgia. You can go to my website, www.lexiatl.com for information about the tickets and the location. If you are a patron, then I did post a promo code to get you a discount on those tickets for the fashion show. It's just one of the perks of being a patron. Remember that my latest single motorboat is out now streaming on all major platforms. So please go stream it, go buy it, support it, make a TikTok to it, make an Instagram reel to it, share it all over, tell your people's Propose it to a TV show, propose it to a movie. Help your girl out. Help me, please. All right. <laughs> and remember that I do have merchandise on sale on my website at www.lexiatl.com where you can buy wristbands, hats, lighters with the built-in bottle opener and Lexi posters. If you would like to support me further and go the extra mile to support me, consider becoming a patron of mine at www.patreon.com slash LexiATL. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron. You will get access to uploads so that you'll see content when I upload it, not when I decide to make it public to the general public. You'll get exclusive behind the scenes content and you'll get some bonus episodes, things that the general public does not get to see. And you get discount codes, promo codes on merchandise when I make sales available. 
And um, when I have promo codes for live events that I'm doing around the city or other events that I'm performing at or being a part of. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, and like I said, you just want to go the extra mile to support me, then go to patreon.com slash LexiATL to become a patron today. Stick around for the bonus episode if you are catching me live. And then after that bonus material, stick around because we're going to do and OnlyFans Sexy Lexi Studio Chat. So stick around for that where y'all can ask me literally anything you want to. It is Sexy Lexi Studio on OnlyFans. Sexy Lexi, sexy, S-E-X-C-L-E-X-C Studio. So OnlyFans.com slash Sexy Lexi Studio. Free to subscribe. You will get the studio chats, the Sexy Lexi Studio Chats for free. And then other more uh, risque content will be on a pay-per-view basis so yeah thank y'all so much for joining me for this lex chat and getting really personal with me don't forget to tune in on thursdays for this crazy lineup of content and shows that we have thank y'all so much for tuning in my name is lexi until next time peace motorboat motorboat yeah motorboat feel it from the 